Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Free Terrible Gamers. I'm your host, Colin. I'm here with Ashton, as always. It never fails. Hey guys, what's up? Alright, starting back up where we left last week is Apple reportedly making a VR slash AR headset. What is your opinion on that? I think it's pretty cool. Um, the source was Bloomberg that announced the whole thing. Um, just says Apple has already shared the device with a small number of high-profile software developers for testing, letting them get started on third-party apps. The device's operating system called Boralis, and then it'll be publicly named XROS. But it's just a virtual reality slash augmented reality VR headset that's supposed to compete with the PC market, they say, but it's mainly just to go against Oculus and the PSVR and all that. But it's pretty cool. Uh, it's been announced or reported that Apple's been wanting to get into the gaming market for past several years. And this may be what they were talking about. Maybe people thought it was going to be a console, but knowing Apple, I don't think they go for a console. They go for something like this to get into the gaming market. So, I mean, it's it may not even be completely true, but with all this information out, I'd say more than likely it is true. And it'll probably be announced in March is usually when Apple has their big event for the year. Yeah, the source I've seen was calling it the Reality Pro. Don't know. I mean, different source yet again. Like you said, it's still speculation at this point. But like you said, it's like taking, it's basically an Oculus. But I think with it being Apple, it's more along the lines of like what Meta slash Facebook is doing with their VR headsets right now. It's like not as high tech as the PS, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure it will be when it's all said and done. But yet again, PlayStation has obviously more games that they can put on it than what Apple could ever put on it just because Apple hasn't been around long enough in the gaming world for that to work. Then you've seen what they've done with Fortnite. Yeah. (laughs) Still not allowed on their platform, but you can get around that. I have, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool for Apple to, start doing something like this. I think you can tell want, they're wanting to try to get into the gaming market more with their Apple Arcade that they've had on their devices mm-hmm. for the past few years. And they have some exclusives on there. And they're, some of them are pretty decent, but some of them are just, you know, iPhone games. But um, it's staying 
that if it is true that it would ship later this year in the fall and the reported price is two to three grand. Yeah, that's a little on the expensive side. A little bit, but it is an Apple product. So typically Apple products do go for a lot of money. Uh, I'm sure it'll be some sort of deal whenever you upgrade your phone plan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there, we'll take $2 off of it if you upgrade now. Maybe it'll come with a year free trial of Apple Arcade. You got paid for Apple Arcade now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually kind of glad I switched to Android at this point. I mean, you can still get games off of the App Store, but the actual subscription Apple Arcade you got to pay for. Yeah, makes sense. I thought it was one of the same for gaming side. No, it's a whole different thing now since you left Apple. Gotcha. All right, going on to the next topic. I guess this is almost not relevant, but still is because I think one or two of these still hasn't came out yet or they just got released. But the January Game Pass games, obviously this month. (laughs) Yep. Uh, January 3rd was Strain of Deep. January 5th, Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition. January 19th, Persona 3 Portable. January 19th also for Persona 4 Golden, January 20th, Monster Hunter Rise, January 31st, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, January 31st, Inculinati, and January to be determined, not sure what day yet, is RoboQuest. So those are the games that are coming out or have already came out in the month of January. The only ones that maybe that I would even consider playing as Monster Hunter Rise because Monster Hunter games are pretty good. I've played a couple of them. I like them pretty well. I've never heard of Monster Hunter. I've heard of the Persona series. But you I haven't heard of Monster Hunter? <laughs> They're pretty good. I've played a couple of them, but I've heard of the Personas too, but I'm not a big fan of those. I think I've played Age of Empire as well, like back in the day, but it's more of a Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's more of a tower defense situation from what I remember. I think so. Something like something along those lines, I believe, if I'm thinking the right thing. Yeah. Like something like a tower defense cross like heyday. Yeah. Like you just collect I guess technically kind of like a clash of clans. And play clash of clans for I still hop on there. I've heard of Stranded Deep, but I've never played it. Not sure how good it is. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it around just because of gaming advertisements, but other than that, I haven't really paid attention to it. Didn't yeah. ever seem like the interest of me, so obviously I never looked into it. Right. Until we was looking this up for the podcast. Uh, on to the next. PS Plus games for January. All right. Got for the PS Plus Extra and Premium 
Tears. We got Back for Blood for the PS4 and the PS5. Dragon Ball Fighters for the PS4. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition for the PS5. Life is Strange Before the Storm for the PS4. Life is Strange for the PS4. Jet the Far Shore, PS4 and PS5. Just Cause 4 Reloaded, PS4. Omno for the PS4. Erica, PS4. And just for the premium edition is the Siphon Siphon Filter 3 PS1 Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, whatever. My contacts messed up. I guarantee it's all blurry. But Star Wars Demolition PS1, Hot Shots Golf 2 PS1. Got a couple good PS1 games in that premium tier there for this month. So definitely a throwback. So I'm guessing their premium is kind of like the Nintendo Switch Online or like the older consoles. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's just they're higher tier, so they get more stuff. And a lot of people were hoping that it would be that they get quite a few of PS2 games, but as of so far, they haven't got any PS2 games. So maybe that'll come eventually. Yeah. I mean, I think Blacker, Back for Blood is pretty cool, but I was also a Left for Dead person. So it's a pre- it's a successor to it. So I think it's not quite a sequel, but it is at the same time. I think two or three Left 4 Deads before this one came out. Then Devil May Cry, it's obviously always been a good series. It's a hack and slash. Right. Well, everybody loves that series. And Just Cause, a lot of people like that series too. Yeah, Just Cause is pretty good. It's pretty much a a clean Grand Theft Auto, I guess you could say. Definitely don't have none of nudity and stuff, right? But it's just as action packed and doing all the other stuff. Then Dragon Ball Z, of course, for any anime lover, is a good dig for the PS Plus if you don't have it already. I've never been a big fan of Dragon Ball Z. Never have I. I mean, I watched it not near as much as what I watched Yu Gi Oh, but. It was mainly just because it was the one after. Yeah. And you going to bed around that time. So it was just whatever. Sometimes I forgot to turn off the TV and it was on. Yeah. Yu Gi Oh is where it was at. I tried. That's the anime I fell in love with. But like I said, Dragon Ball Z, it still wasn't bad for. I mean, I know a lot of people will probably hate us for that. Like, especially the true anime heads. But. Oh, yeah. People, people will hate us. People get a lot of backlash on that. But, like I said, my opinion on it is I just preferred Yu-Gi-Oh! I preferred the card. But yet again, one was a game, and then one was not a game. So, this is a gaming podcast, so I guess it's technically more relatable in a sense anyways. Yeah. Makes more sense a lot of parts. Right. Which, Dragon Ball... The Dragon Ball franchise has got quite a few games in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh's got a few, but not nearly as much as Dragon Ball Z. Nah, but yet again, it's kind of hard to do stuff and keep stuff entertaining with uh, 
card game. With a card game, opposed to literally with Dragon Ball Z, you can do anything with it. You can do a hack and slash. You can do a Mortal Kombat Street Fighter scenario. Yeah, you can they've had several skins on Fortnite for Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So, yet again, it's one of those things where, for us, Yu-Gi-Oh! is obviously more appealing because gaming related to it. But at the same time, Dragon Ball Z, like you said, has more actual video games. Yeah. Because what? I'm Off the top of my head, I can think of probably three Yu-Gi-Oh! games. One per pretty much console generation after the GameCube. Not counting cell phone ones. Yeah, not counting cell phones. I remember one, I think two came out for the GameCube. And then after that, just maybe one or two that I can think of. Yeah, because we had one. Yeah. And then... It might have been the same game for the Game Boy. I want to say that I have it. I'm not for sure. Remember, I've never played it for the Game Boy. Any Yu-Gi-Oh game. I wasn't thinking of He-Man, though. Might be He-Man. We had He-Man. We both had He-Man. Don't hold me to it, guys. I'm the one that always says we'll see stuff that sometimes turns out to be exactly right, but don't ever hold me on it. All right. A new PS5 bundle spotted out in the yeah. wild. Yeah, it was uh, in the wild country website of Australia that I was spotted. But it was took down Immediately after. But uh, it was a PS5 bundle with two DualSense controllers. And then it was taken down. And it was saying in Australian money, whatever they call their currency, I'm not sure. But it was over $800 for them. So adjust that to the U.S. market. And that's probably what it would be around here. But that's pretty cool. Um even back in the day, it was hard to get a console that came with two controllers bundled in with it. They always would bundle with just one, and you'd always have to buy one separate. Once in a while, you'd find a good bundle for two, but most most times, often, most often, you'd find just one, and you'd have to buy it separate. So you're saying one controller is worth $300? To Sony, they are. Uh, I mean, I guess Australian currency, I don't, I mean, we're, we're thinking of it obviously off of our currency, but yet again, I don't know how the currency ratio works. So it's possible that the 800 or whatever it is there is equal to about whatever's 550 here. You also got to think they raised the price of the PS5 in every country except for the US so far too, so... I don't know what it costs normal for just one controller there right now. So I still don't think it costs three hundred of anything. Right. It may Maybe not. Yen if you're in China, but you know, just because yen is pretty much equal out, like three hundred yen is like twenty five bucks. Yeah, but I know they raise the prices of just the standard PS Five everywhere else. So I don't know how much they've raised it. I know they've raised it at least fifty dollars. Not three hundred, but 
Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, if you got the money to spend for an extra controller, but then again, you might just be able to get an actual decent bundle and just pay for one controller and then just pay for one separately. Yeah, Because I wouldn't pay $300 for a controller in our situation. No. Usually you can get a DualSense controller for 60 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. The other cool ones I've seen, though, just staying on the bundle thing, is they got a Horizons one now. They got an MW2 one. And, of course, there's Rag- Ragnarok. Yeah, and there's actually a Ragnarok uh, PS5 bundle in stock here in Punxsutawney that I've seen in Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's the first PS5 I've ever seen in stock anywhere. Most of the time, they're always sold out. I've still never seen a Series X in store. I've seen Series S's all over the place, but not Series X. I've seen one down here. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Still looks nice, but still, yeah. <laughs> still waiting on it. Yeah, me too. I might get it in the next four generations. I might get it. Yeah, whenever it's re- considered retro and it's cheaper. That's right. <laughs> Wait about twenty years and then pick it up. That seems about right at this point, especially the way the inflation's going with this stuff. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Everything's. Costing too much. I'll do it for the sake of this podcast eventually, but until that point comes, there ain't no need in it right now. No. No. I'd like to stream some Series X games for you guys on Twitch, but gotta wait to get a Series X and a capture card first. Oh. Now, speaking of newish consoles, I mean, obviously there's They've been out for a hot minute now. But the Switch is getting a new operating system. Yeah, I've seen... The source was GameRant.com. I've seen it was from Red Dairy Games that was developing it, I guess. It's called the 
new operating system or NOS. It will be a Switch app that promises to turn Nintendo's latest handheld console into a full-fledged tablet. Usually when they do stuff like this with the homebrew community, they use Android operating system to boot it up on the Switch to make it an Android tablet. Um, but this app, it'll come with a calculator, notepad, day planner, to-do list, paint app, and a multimedia gallery. But it'll also, I mean, if it's Android, you can put whatever you want Android-wise on there. You can install APK files, whatever, any apps that way, side-loaded, pretty much. Um, but I will say that as the Switch ages, I mean, it'll be 6 in March, so as it ages, the homebrew community will grow stronger and come up with newer ideas for hacking the switch and putting new things on it for not even just emulation, but mainly emulation, but not just emulation, just for anything really to do with the switch. So if you can run Android on it, you pretty much do whatever you want on it. And with it being a switch, you could probably emulate pretty highly up on the console market with it so oh yeah at least, i'd say at least be able to get up the gamecube on it emulation wise if you want to run dolphin or dolphin mmjr on it i'll definitely probably be going for the operating system <laughs> yeah get into my emulators finally on your oh, switch yeah. Until Nintendo breaks down and like decides to kill everybody's profile for it. So say better watch. I'd wait until they discontinue the switch so they're not updated anymore so they don't break your switch. Yeah, that's true. But once it's bricked, you can't use it anymore. That's true. That's why I waited why I waited until the Wii U was dead before I hacked it. Fair enough. Be able to hack the 3DS here soon. Oh, I already did. Yeah, it's t- it's shut down. What we discussed it last week, week before. They they don't show enough attention to it since Twitch is out. So I, was, I figured it was safe to go ahead and hack it. <laughs> and no one cares about the Wii U anymore. No, no Wii U or the 3DS. They got a two and one on the Switch. So. Yep. All right. I guess it's kind of looping back into the beginning of the podcast, but Game Pass holders can now get Skate Free, which to me is just a can't even think of the guy's name. Tony Hawk ripoff. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. Those are good games. But uh yeah, the source here is also gamerant.com. Skate three DLC is free with a Game Pass. Ultimate subscription, not just the Game Pass subscription, right. has to be ultimate. Um, and it, of course, this comes with the base game. And it's hard to believe that Skate 3 was released back in 2010. Doesn't feel like it's been that long, but um, it was. And it's still a loved game by the community to this day. A lot of people I see online still play it a lot. I mean, most people still prefer the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, specifically the first two. But Skate 3, I've played it. It's pretty good. I think I got it free on Games of Gold one time. 
Gotcha. Is that exactly what I said? It's just a ripoff of Pro Skater? <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. But, I mean, I guess to a certain extent, you can only go so far with those games. <laughs> yeah, skateboarding and stuff like that. I mean, shoot, even with MX versus ATV, there's still only so much you can do with those games without copying another company. Right, yeah. There's only so much you can do with stuff like that. I mean, just like Forza Horizon does every single year, they just keep on updating. I mean, they can actually change their game once a you know once in a generation of their release. But if you're constantly having all kinds of different games doing the same exact thing, you're just going to have that run in anyways. Yeah. Speaking of Forza, Forza Motorsports coming out soon. So it's a Forza series for uh, ATVs and MXs. Mm-mm. It's just it instead of for, Forza Horizon, you can drive and go wherever you want after the races or in between races or whatever. Forza Motorsport has always been like you just go from race to race to race to race. It's a different take oh, on the racing game of it. Yeah, I thought they had like. Eight of them out already. They do. Oh. This is a new one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, and if you say motorsports, I automatically go to like race, like full racing. Yeah, motorsports sounds like dirt bikes and. I had a scene yet, so that's why I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we'll get behind this. <laughs> I don't even know when it's coming out. It's coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, they tend to release in the springtime on most of their games that do come out. Yeah, and they're still saying Starfield's supposed to come out in the first half of 2023, but I think it's the 25th of January that Xbox is going to hold their own direct, and I've heard that Starfield's not going to be there, so it may be delayed to the second half of 2023. Yeah, time will definitely tell since it's just around the corner. Yeah. I know a lot of people looking forward to Starfield, including myself, so it'd be really suck if it was delayed. It would, but you never know if it's like how it is with Tears of the Kingdom. They're like, oh, okay, we need this extra time to get it in, but you don't want it to be a failure like Cyberpunk right out the gate, Seaver. Right, and it's Technically made by Bethesda, which has always been known to release buggy games before they were acquired by Microsoft. So now that they're acquired by Microsoft, Phil Spencer, I would say, would not let them release a buggy game like that, like they're known for, because people call them Bugfesda. So, yeah. Look at Fall 76. <laughs> yeah. Really? Dev and Ubisoft are much different when it comes down to stuff like that. Almost the exact same company when it comes to that. Okay, yeah, we can do this. Oh, nope, we failed. But you guys still love us, and you're still going to pay $70 a pop since games have increased now. Yeah. And people still do pay it. That's right. All right. 
Oh, I guess we're just swooping back a bunch in this episode. Uh, yeah. I guess it's just how I accidentally listed. I guess I could have listed it better and changed my order. But as I told Ashton before the thing, I forgot that I had two different sets of notes. So I just have them in all at last. So <laughs> that's why I didn't organize them better. But uh, yet again, if you are a PS Plus holder, you can get a Golf of Nights free trial. You can't get the game. But you can get the free trial of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it 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 wasn't accepted well at release, and it still sits at a sixty-eight on Metacritic. So try it out with the free trial to see if you like it. Some people do like it, so this would be a good way to try the game before you buy it. That way, where it does sit at sixty-eight, you're not buying a junk game and you waste your money. I mean, 68 out of 100 is still over two-thirds of the people like it, critics and everything else. So, I mean, I guess there's a two or three chance of you liking it. So, you got two out of three chances of a terrible gamer liking this. Right. <laughs> but if you're a fellow terrible gamer, which obviously you are if you're listening to this podcast, even though you like hearing our voice, uh... I mean, there's a good chance you'll like it. Like I said, I think I'll I'd like it yet again. Still haven't bought it. Still haven't played it. But like I said, it's just my type of style of game, though. So it's like I said for me. I personally think I would like it if I sat down and played it. But don't got a PlayStation, so I don't got a free trial to try it out with, anyways. All right, I think I would like. It. I like the Batman games, like Arkham Knight and stuff like that. So I think I would like it, but. A lot of people just, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. They thought it was going to be your traditional Batman game, but it isn't. You have four playable characters, so they kind of had to switch it up a little bit there somewhere. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess that method's kind of hard to counteract. I mean, I know it is. Because SpongeBob, like Battle for Bikini Bottom, even struggled with it a little bit whenever you had to switch in between SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy. Yeah. And that game was pretty much meant for it because it was that style of top, that was that style of play for the game, and then for Gotham Knights, like you said, people expected it to be like the Arkham series, or is it the Arkham series, Arkham Knight, or is that just this game on it? Uh, Arkham Knight's just a game, so it is like the Batman series. But Arkham just happens to be a game in the series. Yes. Okay. I always get that part. <laughs> I always want to think that it's based. I mean, obviously, I know it's not completely just Arkham. And it's usually Gotham, not Arkham. But I was just like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That would be a cooler name for it. But right. and who am I? I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> But yeah, in all actuality, like I said, it's my style of gameplay, but it's not to other people. It's just like, oh, okay, I got to switch in between four characters. Yet again, haven't played it, so I don't know if it's like backstories and everything else comes into play. I'm sure it does, because that's your typical cliche, run-of-the-mill hero story. Right. Uh Hit one more random one. Go ahead and touch on 
one of yours, and then I'll say mine. Mine ain't going to take very long. <laughs> well, for you music lovers of old retro games, The Simpsons Hidden Run is now available to listen to on Spotify, where more than likely you are listening to this podcast at anyways. I don't know. Our analytics say Apple Podcasts is taking over. Is Apple Podcasts taking over? It is. Well, uh, that's a first. Yeah, it is. Usually, Spotify was like 80-20 on Apple Podcasts when we first started. Well, you guys are better than me having Apple devices. Who, who am I kidding? I can still listen to it on Apple Podcasts if I want to because we know Spotify don't let me listen to us. I don't know why. It won't let me on my own either, but I can listen to it on my phone just fine. Like I said, if I use it, I'll just hop on Red Circle and listen to it anyways, if that's the case. Right. Which you guys can go to Red Circle too if you decide to go that route, listen to us. But I'll touch on my topic real quick. Um, I know we've talked about the Gullicut Hall effect sensor joysticks in the past that drift free. They have released Joy-Con sticks officially on Amazon that are 100% drift free using that technology. And they will be in this episode's description. So if you guys want to pick us up through Amazon, through us, they will be in the description. That way you will no longer have to suffer with Joy-Con Drift. I love your topic, how it turned into a segue. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty I smooth, isn't it? Segue, I mean, you just ran over with segue. That's right. All right. Well, that is it for today's episode. Go follow our Facebook for more updates. Or TikTok, if you like hearing us in little tiny clips. Uh, if you want some merch, go to Redbubble. Red we'll Bubble. be picking up some here pretty soon to wear so you guys can see it. That's right. We can stop being hypocritical. That way we can actually show it off in person. Yep. You guys can still come to games if you want to, though. By it, um, join our Discord. We still want to chat with you guys. We'd love to have just a casual conversation with you guys and any feedback that you guys would have. Join it, talk to us, it's free. That's right. Well, later, guys. See you guys next week. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.